0: motor talk the goodwood festival of speed 2018 a look back at the festival of speed 2012
1: and in the uh, comfort of the drivers club at least it's warm dry and the food's good in here and i'm talking to karen chandock who um here again i think this is your third visit to goodwood you seem to be enjoying it again
2: well, what's not to enjoy? <laughs> um, you, know, the, you know, some of the greatest cars from our sport, the great, some of the greatest drivers from our sport, and uh, huge fan turnout, as usual, and uh, I've got something nice to play up, in, you know, going up the hill with. So um, ah, it's, just, it's just a great weekend. I, I, I said to Lord March last night at the ball that, you know, he's got my guarantee that I'll be back every year to, uh, as long as I can walk. You know, the, uh, I love coming here.
1: It's, it's a place where younger drivers like yourself meet their heroes and, and the younger drivers meeting the more mature drivers and getting their signatures and it's, it's a place of hero.
2: Well, this, uh, this year is quite special because obviously it's the first year Alain Prost is here and he was my childhood hero. And um, I mean, I've met Alain a few times in the past, and um, so, but it's always a pleasure to, to be in his company. And uh, I got to spend some time with him yesterday um, in the daytime and at night. And again, you know, it's so funny. You go in the locker room and um, you get changed and, I, you know, Sterling Moss is in there and Derek Bell and uh, Jackie Stewart and all these people that, as you say, you, you grew up watching on television thinking, wow, these guys are my heroes, you know. And uh, you have to appreciate the history of the sport because it is, it is one with a huge history. It is a very unique sport and I think... Uh, you know, I mean, the car I'm driving up the hill, the Jaguar XJR12, um, Group C car from Le Mans, again, very iconic cut Jag, as most people, all the fans will know. Um, you know, it's just one of those iconic cars, but th- there are so many of them here this weekend. It's, uh, I mean, my phone is full of pictures mm. from this weekend. I mean, running around like a, you know, like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> There's a lot of
1: smoke ahead of us on the start line.
2: It's like tunnel
1: vision looking down towards the start line through the trees before that first big, big sweeping right hand. It's very tricky because the camber runs away from you. Here we go. Launching towards the line now. Just a briefest warm-up of the tyres. And this must be one of the most iconic spots in, uh, in Britain for motorsport. Just underneath the start tower. We're next car off, just pulling up to the line and imminently Ray will be launching. I'm going to hold on to this with both hands, launch control fully engaged and go, here we go. Black and white checkered flags, absolutely unbelievable right round the trees into the first right hander, very very hard right, it's tricky, falls away from you, lots of grandstands on the left, lots of people on the right, here we're going to the second right right-hander the House hopes into view coming up towards the bridge Goodwood of Speed emblazoned on it into the left-hander past the F1 paddock very, very hard on the brakes very tricky not into the barrels, fortunately right-hander Gray's really working this wheel up through Pheasantry up towards the wall the wall directly in front of us now hard right hard left very, very close in there another right-hander and then we're heading the hill for the finish line. Top speed can't be sure, probably around 140, 150. Under the finish line now. Nick, we talked yesterday about the fact that you weren't going to try for the all record with the weather's against you, anyway. But you're obviously enjoying the experience of being back in this car that they've restored for you.
3: Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Also, yesterday was was nice and. Uh... As it is with us uh, racing drivers, if you give us a car, it's difficult to go, go slow. But as you still see here, I only have wet tyres on the car, and I don't think we even have slicks, so it will not be possible to go
1: uh, really quick. But uh, anyway, I'll try my best. Well, I'm told by one of the team bosses... They even run wets in the dry here, because you can make more smoke with wets, apparently, than you can with dries. I don't want to make smoke, I want to go quick. <laughs> which in the nature of what you do, is how you earn your living? You know, the guys are all really competitive, aren't they? Yeah, well,
3: I mean, most of the other guys do burnout and smoke, which is great, but uh, maybe it's good that uh, one or two others show, show a bit of a variation. So Nick, where, where to now? Back
1: into Formula 1, you hope, or sports cars, Indy cars?
3: Well, of course, I hope I get back to Formula 1. Uh, it's not easy, otherwise I would be there this year. Sure. Uh, this year I'm doing the sports cars. I did Le Mans and I really enjoyed it. And let's see what the future holds. You did
1: very well at Le Mans. You seem to really enjoy that race.
3: Yeah, it was the first time I finished a 24-hour race. I tried back in '99, and I tried this year at Nürburgring. Never made it to the end. This year in Le Mans we finished fourth, which was the maximum we could have done against the works Audi. We are with a uh, Lola chassis and Toyota engine with a smallish private team. Yeah. And keeping one Audi behind
1: was uh, amazing. It was, uh, was really major effort. Yeah. Well, well done. Enjoy your run up the hill. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Well, I'm lucky enough to catch up with the world's fastest man. Not that I'm particularly quick, but he's moving slowly today. This is Andy Green. And a new project coming your way shortly,
4: uh, which uh, I think you're quite keen to get involved with. Yeah, very exciting time for us. Uh, of course, 15 years ago, we set what is still the, uh, the world land speed record with Thrust SSC, 763 miles an hour. Fast forward to now, 15 years later, there are four or five teams around the world all trying to build cars to break our record, which is brilliant. It's a really exciting time. And bizarrely, we are one of them. Not because we need the record, we already hold it. But it's more than that. We are trying to reach out and inspire a whole generation of young people. Those kids who are going to build and maintain and live in the high-technology, low-carbon world of tomorrow. And it was uh, actually, one of the racing drivers is here this weekend, Paul Drayson, who, uh, actually, we went to see him when uh, he was uh, in government as a minister a few years ago, Um, and he was looking for an iconic project to inspire young people. Uh, Very dangerous thing to say with Richard Noble and Andy Green in the audience, because we went and said, well, actually, Paul, we can help there, sorry, my lord, we can help you there. Um, we can build you a 1,000-mile-an-hour car and share all of the technology and actually inspire people with it. And he said, great. What do you need from me? Can we have a jet engine from a Typhoon, please? So he said no to that, because they're £4.5 million pounds of time in massively short supply. Then we had a sensible conversation about it's not actually the iconic project, it's the engineers. So how did we get the technology from something like a race car, albeit the world's fastest race car, into the schools? And right there, we laid out the bones of what is uh, now Project Bloodhound, which was to design and build this car with full public scrutiny, share everything, share the data, share the drawings, run live video from the car when we run it, and run a huge schools programme to have every school in the country with the, the ability to access lesson plans, live video, data, so that we can actually get kids from six to Let's face it, 96 years old, excited about the magic of science and technology.
1: That's exactly what you're trying to achieve. So the target is 1,000 miles an hour. The target date is...
4: Well, we will have the car on its wheels with the, engine in, the jet engine inside it by Christmas of this year. We will have it plumbed and wired. And I've just spoke to the man who's doing the wiring. He said, yep, we can do all of that two weeks Really? (laughs) I I was expecting him to say two months. Apparently he's got a team of 16 guys and he'll have it done in two weeks. So actually by next summer we are going to have a fully ready-to-go car. We're going to start testing it. Then we're going to fly it out to South Africa. It will probably take us two seasons, so probably next year and the year after, to do all the development work and get it up to 1,000 miles an hour. But in two years' time we will have a car which develops 130,000 horsepower, has a jet engine, has a rocket engine. The rocket pump is driven by a Cosworth Formula One engine so this is a pretty powerful car and it's a car that will start from from a standing start will be 12 miles away stationary in two minutes having peaked at a thousand miles an hour
1: daniel Caro, we spoke to you yesterday you're just about to go off up the hill i've never seen so many cameras on a car is this you making your own private movie or is this something for red bull
4: uh something for red bull they um it's one of the only events, really. They they can do what they want with with onboard cameras and that. Sure, so, um, cool. I think they've taken you know them or making the most of it, made the most of it, and and we've got about seven or nine cameras on the car. It's it's quite a lot.
1: We we counted nine. <laughs> you, you looking forward to you run up the hill?
4: Yeah, hoping the the weather's going to stay dry. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, looks like we got wets bolted on for now. So I guess we'll we'll play it safe, but little bit of track knowledge from yesterday try and get out there a bit quicker today
1: good stuff enjoy thank you very nice. much Tom, Tom we spoke uh, yesterday we talked about Le Mans sort of generally but you're just about to go up the hill and uh, challenge the hill as everybody else is doing what are you going up in this afternoon
0: no oh, this wonderful this, this wonderful car uh, right I mean look the lineup of these Lotus and the John Player special uh, I mean, it's the um, it's a Lotus uh, 98T, and that's uh, the great island center, uh, won a few races back in 1986 with this car, and it's it's a great privilege to drive the car. It's uh, from that area where you can say the, the F1, the engines were out of control, yeah. uh, the most powerful area of F1. So the turbo madness years. The turbo madness years, and um, it's very nice to experience it, um, and... Try to feel a little bit how they they felt, how Ayrton felt back in those days when I was when I was a junior in karting and dreaming with big eyes um, for uh, these kind of cars. Was
1: he a hero of yours?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think a great uh, inspiration to uh, all racing all racing drivers. I mean. Um, for me, him, Marandretti, Jagielsz uh, were where something comes up in the terms of versatility and in the in terms of pure car control that Ito and Simon demonstrated. There was certainly no fear. There was uh, immense car control, always going a bit beyond limits and then uh, and then dealing with it. And this you can see from all the. The inboard cameras, of, from what you can see today, from when he drove the cars in these uh, these days. The year before, he wanted us to with 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 a T97 or the 97T, probably his maybe one of his. One or, of his it, probably yeah, yeah, fantastic yeah.
1: But I mean, it, it, for you, it's a special sensation to sit where Airton sat in that car. Ah, most definitely, it's a
0: great privilege. UK Motor Talk. The Goodwood Festival of Speed, 2018. A First Take Media Production.